0: Welcome to Stock Gamblers, I'm George Howell. Chris Carbonara is on assignment this week. Nothing uh, too exciting has happened in my life. Went to the Hershey Bears opener, so uh, that that was a, a fun time. They lost to a shutout. Recapping news from last week on stocks. U.S. stock futures saw modest gains early Monday despite concerns about the Israel-Hamas war and rising treasury yields. The Dow Jones futures rose, signaling a potential recovery from recent tensions that affected the stock market. Earnings season is underway, but geopolitical tensions in the Middle East and rising discomfort among investors could overshadow financial results. PepsiCo's stock has faced challenges with a 18% slump, influenced by concerns about weight-loss drugs potentially affecting snack and soda sales. Despite these concerns, analysts predicted growth in Pepsi's sales by 6% to $23.4 billion for the third quarter and expect the stock to benefit from the upcoming earnings report. Notably, despite the recent downturn, shipments for the Pepsi, Frito-Lay, North America division and Pepsi Beverages North America have seen growth, and the stock is now at a more attractive valuation than in recent years. This is funny to me, as last week we reported on how Pepsi stock was on a rocket ship. Moving on to the current stock news, Rite Aid filed for bankruptcy, announced plans to close additional stores, and introduced Jeffrey Stein as its new CEO. The pharmacy chain's Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing aims to address lawsuit concerning its involvement in the opioid epidemic equitability. Rite Aid has secured 3.45 billion dollars in financing to support its bankruptcy process and has also agreed to sell its Elixir Elixir Solutions business to MedImpact. Activist investor Starboard Value has acquired a stake in News Corp, the parent company of MarketWatch and the Wall Street Journal, and is pushing for changes alleging the media company is undervalued. Starboard is advocating a strategic and governance changes including spinning off News Corp's online real estate unit and eliminating the company's dual-class share structure, which provides the Murdoch family significant voting power. The exact size of Starboard's stake remains undisclosed, but the Murdoch family's control of a 40% voting stake may challenge any changes. I, uh, I find this to be uh, pretty funny that they're considering that The News Corp company is undervalued considering that they just lost almost a billion dollars in a lawsuit with another lawsuit on the way uh, involving their reporting of voting machine tampering. I do not see the value there. Microsoft has finalized its $69 billion ac- acquisition of Activision Blizzard, marking the largest transaction in the gaming sector. The deal was approved by UK regulators after concerns were addressed by the competition and markets authority, which has previously blocked the initial bid. Following the deal's announcement, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick confirmed He would resign by the end of 2023. Despite competition concerns, Microsoft reassured gamers that all platforms are welcome. Under the revised agreement, distribution rights for Activision's games on cloud platforms for consoles and PCs were handed to French game publisher Ubisoft. But Microsoft retained significant gaming titles. The CMA endorsed the modified deal, stating it would ensure competitive prices and better services, but criticized Microsoft Microsoft's past approach to negotiations. I uh, I think that this is kind of funny because some of Microsoft's previous game acquisitions like uh, Lion's Head Studios, they kind of just disappeared, you know, like Fable's still available on the uh, Xbox Live service, but uh, other other games like uh, Bethesda stuff is still doing pretty well. So I think it really depends on uh, what position you're in. Um, all in all, I, I see it increasing good value to uh, Activision shareholders, Microsoft shareholders, and and gamers that are in the Game Pass network. Um, this I. I think that uh, Microsoft stock is probably going to at least maintain value or continue to, to rise. The highest mortgage rates in 23 years have led to the slowest home sales since the housing market crash. Sales of previously owned homes in 2023 are anticipated to be the lowest since at least 2011 due to rising borrowing costs, soaring home prices, and limited inventory. Mortgage rates recently surged deterring potential home buyers with the average rate of a 30-year fixed mortgage reaching 7.57%, the highest since December 2000. Uh I wasn't buying a home in December 2000, but I don't remember 7.57%. That is crazy that uh how quickly we have forgotten what a normal interest rate is and how used to borrowing free money that we've become. This next story has been circulating for a few weeks, but it is gaining significant traction. Goldman Sachs is seeking to exit its venture into consumer lending, which includes its Apple credit card business, amidst declining profits and dissatisfaction from within the company. Senior executives at Goldman are contemplating the sale of the remaining consumer lending products, including the Apple credit card and other Apple financial products, as well as the General Motors credit card. Internal concerns revolve around the financial challenges the consumer lending venture has posed, with many placing blame on CEO David Solomon, DJ Diesel. For the bank's expansion in this area, leading the business, leading to billions in losses. Um, I think that it's incredible that the Apple card has not brought in significant uh, profitability. Uh, from what I have read, Goldman kind of blames Apple for having Every consumer's credit card billing date being the first of the month, which leads to a swarm of people calling and uh, asking questions or inquiries on on charges all at the same time, which has become unmanageable. Uh, Also, I don't understand how a DJ flying around in a corporate jet to go do gigs... Uh, doesn't interfere with profitability at Goldman Sachs. Netflix is intensifying its venture into the video game sector to compete with Microsoft, leveraging its acquired studios to create games based on its popular film series, such as Squid Games, Wednesday, and Black Mirror. While the streaming company initially focused on mobile games, it is now moving toward more advanced games that can be streamed on TVs or computers, positioning itself as a competitor to industry giants like Sony and Microsoft. Although Netflix games are currently free for subscribers, the strategic move aims to keep users engaged, particularly during show-off seasons thereby maintaining and growing its subscriber base. I see this as a pretty smart move. Um, I don't always pay for Netflix. In fact, I usually uh, trade other services for Netflix because I don't think there's a lot of shows on Netflix that I'm really interested in. Um, I can see how... Getting people addicted to video games and then uh, making them pay for a subscription to continue to play those could help bridge the, uh, the gap between original series like Stranger Things uh, and Black Mirror, but uh, I don't really see a lot of value in making games out of the properties that they have. Like I, for instance, don't want to play a stranger things game. I didn't play a game of Thrones game when h b o was making that property, so i I don't really see how this lends to the big picture, but I've been wrong before once or twice. <laughs> Despite the U.S. economy's apparent strength, over two dozen consumer-oriented stocks in the S&P 500 have hit new 52-week lows in October. Retailers like Dollar General and Target, along with food and consumer product companies such as Kraft Heinz and Clorox, are among those affected. This downturn in shares coincides with increase in treasury yields and indications from various retail companies that consumers are becoming more cautious in their spending habits. Several investigation firms are leaving Hong Kong and relocating their employees due to dwindling business and increased scrutiny from Chinese authorities on corporate intelligence activities. The three due diligent companies from US and UK which have been in the city for over a decade are either leaving or reducing their operations. This includes the US based Nordello and British Risk Advisory Group. Time for a new segment. Um, For this new segment, I want to call it Moron of the Week. We'll see if this is a one off while Carbo is not here or if uh, this becomes a thing. But the Moron of the Week is Michael Gonzalez who exploited a loophole in Tesla's online ordering system, enabling him to obtain five high-end Tesla cars without making full payments. He sold three of these cars, gaining hundreds of thousands of dollars. When Gonzalez couldn't secure a title for a $153,000 Tesla Model X, he drove it into a frozen lake and set it on fire to claim insurance. The police were then alerted when the insurance, when he tried to file an insurance claim, the insurance company wanted the title and he went, uh, let me go find it and then, uh, never reported back. Gonzalez later pleaded guilty to five counts related to stolen vehicles, agreeing to pay Tesla $493,000 in restitution and forfeit his $231,900 in profits to the government. He was sentenced to four years in prison. I do not understand how Tesla first would send this guy five cars based on putting in a bank account number that had no money in it. And then uh, he then could sell these cars. Uh, I don't know how it happened five times. And then he's dumb enough to try and report it to the insurance company to make money where he couldn't make it from stealing and selling a car because there was no title. Ah, that, man, what a bonehead. This week, we will not have Roll Them Dice because it is no fun to do alone. So, moving on to expert picks. The Motley Fool did not have any new picks for this week, so uh, we'll move on to barons. Barons recommends McKees- McKesson, a leading drug distributor in the U.S., and it is often overlooked by investors, but this may be a mistake. Unlike pharmacy benefit managers or drug manufacturers, McKesson's core business involves purchasing and distributing medicines to various outlets, including pharmacies and hospitals. With a growing market fueled by increasing prescription drug use and potential growth from delivering drugs like Novo Nordisk's Ozempic, McKesson seems well positioned for future gains, making it an attractive investment opportunity. I've been burnt by just about every drug uh, manufacturer that I have chosen for a pick on this show. So I don't see why this one would be any different. I do not agree with this pick. My pick for the week. I'm going to have to go with Microsoft. Uh, After the Activision Blizzard merger with Microsoft. I think that uh, they're really bolstering their entertainment wing. I, I thought that Xbox was doing extremely well before. I think now that they have software publishing strengthened even more. I don't think they need any other developer, really. Uh, I think they can make games for the hardware that they manufacture and keep it rolling on top of the subscription services, both for Game Pass and Live. And for Office, I, I think they've got business, entertainment, consumer electronics, Basically, everything tech, AI, everything tech all wrapped up with a big bow on top. Uh, I am a Microsoft shareholder, and uh, I'm feeling pretty confident about my stock. So I'm going to pick Microsoft this week. Moving on, uh, that is going to pretty much conclude our show. Um, the virtual stock market is ending for this round. We will be closing that up and in a couple of weeks, we will be starting afresh. So if you would like to join us on that, you can join by becoming a patron member, patreon.com slash stock gamblers. Um, So that is how you support us on Patreon. You can contact us at stockgamblersshow at gmail.com. And you can uh, see uh, where all of our links are in the show notes or at stockgamblers.net. So thank you for listening and keep gambling.